the Buffalo Bills absolutely cook the Dallas Cowboys and move to 8-6 and six on the season. And the Sabres take down Jack Eichel in the reigning Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights in an exciting game. All this and more on this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly and as always I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, we got a lot to talk about today, a lot of good things to talk about for the Bills. They mounted a huge game against the Dallas Cowboys. Um Dak Prescott, it, I mean, it was a great game. Uh, initial feelings. We normally don't do a pod the Monday after. I know. This is very fresh. Like it, it, I, I don't know, what do you think? It is very fresh. I just <laughs> I just to say one thing. What is the sticker on the back of your computer? It says it's table-breaking season. And honestly, as soon as I put that on, lost to the Broncos. Ken Dorsey gets fired. So I was like, this is bad juju. This needs to come off. But now it's turned around a little bit. So I'll, I'm leaving it on. I'm leaving it on. It's table-breaking right, I, I, I got distracted by the... The big red sticker. The, the, the big, I was like, it's table, and I couldn't read the... Oh, I, I was like, I, I, it's probably a Bills one, so I could probably say it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... They came with all these nice posters, by the way. I know. <laughs> what a game for the boys. Uh, not for the other team's boys, but our boys. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The right team's boys. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bills really didn't get much help uh, in the 1 o'clock window, so it was kind of like, this is kind of a depressing day to be in with. But, hey, I don't care that those other teams won as long as my Bills win. And, hey, as the producer said, it was a pretty stress-free game for the most part, especially in the second half. Yeah. Uh, which is, um, I, I, I guess... If you watched the game, it wasn't surprising, but like going into the game, I think both you and I had the mindset that this is going to be a close, kind of up and down, kind of slug, not slug, not really a slugfest, but kind of like two MVP level quarterbacks throwing the ball across the yard. And I mean, they combined for under 250 yards combined between the two of them or something like that. So yeah. that's just crazy to think about. But No, yeah. The rainy game, I mean, people expected it maybe not to be a throwing duel. They didn't quite expect what happened with the Bills, though. So, without further ado, let's roll the film. Let's roll the highlights. Let's kick it right off here with Tate. Right up the middle. This offensive line, outstanding. Creates the amoeba around Latavius Murray. Pushes him into the end zone after being stalled out and for the touchdown. I mean, that's one point I know we're going to stress today, so I'm not going to hammer it too hard right now. But the offensive line, as I mentioned last week, it's the colony of ants. It's the B-ball. They're just surrounding whoever's got the ball, and they're just pushing them all the way through. Throughout the game, they were, I mean, I, I think we saw Michael Orr on the field with uh, Deion Dawkins at one point, just shoving them all the way down. So, I mean, come on, I, I, I love it. So now, next highlight here, we'll get a, another scoring highlight. Josh Allen takes the snap, looking, rolling out to the right. He throws a little low pass to James Cook. James Cook makes the catch. Would you look at that? Just pure, pure running backs being involved in the passing game. Pure Joe Brady offense. Uh, that's the only passing touchdown Josh Allen would throw. Only passing touchdown the entire game. Only passing touchdown the entire game. Uh, 
Um, Alan it, it quoted him to quote him. He felt like the kid who did nothing on the class project and still got an A. So we're going to see more of that here with this next highlight. Again, Josh Allen in the Bills edition of the Tush Push gets right through. There's nothing like it. Puts the Bills up 20-3 to at that point. Tyler Bass's extra point would be good to make it 21-3. to And uh, listen, with that first half rushing touchdown, Josh Allen surpassed Cam Newton for the most rushing touchdowns among NFL quarterbacks in a player's first six seasons. That's his 10th straight game with at least one passing and rushing touchdown. And that guy, since he's sat on the field, I feel like I'm effing back. He's been back. He's been the guy. Except we're going to see the guy in this next play, the real guy. We've already seen him. James Cook takes it into his own hands again. All the way to the end zone. Rumbles, stumbles, does his flip again. Is that his signature move now? You think he's going to flip every time he gets an open into the end zone? But there we go. James Cook rushes in for the touchdown and really solidifies the Bills lead there. And you can't really, you can't ask for anything better than that. That was James Cook masterclass. So without further ado, those are the highlights. I think before we talk more on James Cook, I say we just, we hit the down five. What do you think? I agree. Because I think we're going to hit him pretty hard in here. I would, I would, I would hope so if, yeah. we, if we did the seven right. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's hit it. Joe Brady, head coach material. Um, mm. You know, we talked about, you know, Brian Dable became a head coach. I thought Ken, we all thought Ken Dorsey was going to, you know, kind of with Josh, you know, it's usually pretty easy for an offensive coordinator or for an elite quarterback duo to kind of get a head coaching job for the most part. Obviously, Biamini had to leave Mahomes. That was kind of a weird situation, though. But mostly with defensive coaches, head coaches, I should say, the OCs kind of get poached at a pretty high rate. Yeah. So, Dable. I would not be shocked if we saw Joe Brady get a head coaching interview. Um, I don't I don't think he's going to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he got at least one interview. Right, the, but he would be in consideration, you're saying. Yeah. Especially with mm-hmm. the amount of jobs that I think are going to be available. And we, and we know the Chargers just fired Staley. The, the Panthers. Panthers are an interim. The, the Raiders, Raiders, who, but I think the Raiders may keep them. The Bears, who just lost a heart wrenching game. Yeah, that was rough. Um, Literally had the hail mary too, but we're not going to go into the that. Patriots. <laughs> maybe the Jets. Um, yeah, maybe the Steelers move on. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of there's could be seven to eight jobs. I mean, twenty five percent of the the league um, could potentially have a job opening. Maybe the Patriots. So, yeah, as, as I depending on to. what happens there, Washington forgot yeah. about them. They're probably going to move on as well. The commanders, yeah. Um, oh, that's what you're doing with the C. Yeah, uh, yeah. Producer, producer's throwing us a C back. we like the Bears. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like Cleveland. But I was like Cleveland, Cincinnati. No, you guys just done a W, my boy. Mm-hmm. Not even Washington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think he's got a chance to I, be interviewed for sure. I think he'll at least get interviewed if all those jobs come available. Again, not that I think he'll become a head coach because I think it's be a little bit too small on him side. But he has the pedigree of you know the LSU run with Burrow now with Allen, so he's made two quarterbacks look very elite. Yes, obviously the Panthers' experience. I think I think that can kind of get a little bit washed away because. That was, I mean, the Panthers now just look like a complete tire fire. So, like, yeah, I mean, you can't really. That was yeah. a weird experience for him too. So, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I, so, I think that's the only way to put it at that point. But. Yeah, so I, I think there is a potential where Joe Brady gets in an interview or two for head coaching position. No, yeah. But I, I would not bet that he becomes head coach. But no. I think down the road for sure, I think he will be. If he continues to do yeah. what he's doing now yeah. with this team, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, number two. 
McDermott's defense smothers the quote-unquote MVP. <laughs> um, just a downward performance for this defense. Um, yeah. You know, they, they were really good the first four weeks of the year. Then the middle portion of the year, they were literally one of the worst defenses in the entire league. And these last four weeks, they've been really dominant. I know they played the Jets in one of those games, but they were pretty good in Philadelphia. I know the second half uh, is really unfortunate, but they had a good half there. They played well against the Chiefs, got stops in the second half. And they did. this game, I mean, dominant doesn't even begin to describe. I mean, it was just a... I mean, we talk about Smash Mouth football. I mean, they just <laughs> they just kicked the crap out of the Dallas offense. Yeah, uh, for four quarters. It's unfortunate they got that touchdown to make it look a little prettier, but that's like um, that Ron Rivera field goal when the Bills just demolished. The yeah, team. yeah, you know, it's like that pity, that. like yeah, uh, the pity points. <laughs> um, but it's a situation too where it's like the Bills also defensively, you know, had a lot of plays that almost were made for interceptions. Benford. Oh. Poyer. They were mongers out there. <laughs> Phillips hit one, had one hit him dead square in the oh, chest. Going to go on the jug machine after that one. But, mm-hmm. yeah, just a dominant game. And it was a little frustrating at first, I think, with the two um, unnecessary reference penalties um, by Rapp and Dotson. I know Rapps was, um, you know, Zach Martin pushed him over, so it was offsetting. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes while those are unfortunate, it kind of set the tone of the game of physicality. And the Bills really did do a good job of matching Dallas's physicality and making Dak have to throw the ball, and he just looked uncomfortable all day in the pocket. He did. I mean, he didn't have a comfortable snap, it looked like, especially yeah. with Martin coming out of the game. Mm-hmm. Not Martin. What, is yeah, that Martin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming out of the game after that, that was that pocket was exposed. I mean, it was like yeah. there was a pile of Parmesan cheese, as I yeah. like to say, instead of Swiss cheese. But, no, I mean, that's a quote-unquote contender, right? That, that's what they've been tossed around as the national media, through the national media. Um, and the Bills literally just – stomped on him I, I think that's the best way to put it i don't know just uncompetitive yeah, a, a just, very uncompetitive game it was but as the producer alluded to it was it was nice because we were joking i mean james cook dropped that one touchdown right and mcdermott you know we made the joke oh you're benched for the entire fourth quarter now you know like we were he literally did get benched for the entire he kind of did but like <laughs> it's because they were up 33 to 31 to 3 at that yeah, point yeah. so it was just like yeah, Kyle Allen goes down like, okay, the starters are done, Diggs is done. That's another know, thing so. I think always gets, um, I think, um, lost in translation is not the right word, but. The fantasy owners? But the Bills were up 31-3 to for the, like the entire fourth quarter pretty much, 12 yeah. and a half minutes, and they didn't score again. So, like, it could have been worse if they kept their starters in. So, I think that's another thing that's uh, really exciting to see, but. Yeah. I'm Very num- I'm number three, this is this is I think the big one. This is the big one, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Lily breaking breaking news. Lily breaking news on the Buffalo podcast. Uh, James becomes a Michelin star chef. Yes. Um, breaking news. Um, twenty five carries, one hundred seventy nine yards and a tutty. Had two grabs for forty yards and another tutty. Um, just a big time game for the lad. Uh, Seven point two yards a carry. I mean, Lily just dunked on them. Lily dunked on them. Had two catch, had two catches for forty-two yards today. Had a nice twenty-four-yard catch and run, and then obviously had that nice cook that linebacker on that route uh, for the nice little eighteen-yard touchdown. Um, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is honestly, he had over two hundred total scrimmage yards. Uh, First time since I believe Thurman Thomas, the running back, has done that. Yeah, so two hundred twenty-one total. Probably yards. the most dominant running back performance we've seen from. A, I know we saw Shady kind of right. prime ish, kind of in the back. It was, was yeah, the back end. Yeah, but he was still very effective. But in I the think game. yeah, mm-hmm. I, but him becoming a star is important. 
Uh, it's just another thing for defenses to focus on. Again, it's a situation now where I'm hopeful the next three weeks this offense kind of figures out maybe a little bit more in the passing game to get digs and like all those guys kind of hitting the passing game with Cook, like keeping Cook, Cook, Allen, Allen, both those guys, but getting all the other pass catchers to get to their level. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, that's kind of like the goal for me for the next three weeks. But I will say this, and I think Sean McDermott loves this, is that mm-hmm. our man James Cook, as you alluded to earlier, did drop a touchdown. There's more. Be- there's more meat on the bone to pick. Like he there could, is. He could have had as as much as a fancy owner would know. Had I could have had another seven and a half fancy points. Like that was a five yard <laughs> touchdown. Beautiful play design. Drops it. Yeah. Um. And it's a situation where it's like it's like you get those chicken wings. You know the the flats, and there's a little bit of meat in the middle. You got to break the wing, by You got to break the bones. That's what that's what the, that's what James Cook needs to start doing. Breaking the bones, getting a little, you know that 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 was you know then he could be a multiple mission star chef. Yes, yeah, he'll be at Gordon Ramsay's level, would you yeah. say? So, also for James Cook, before the first half is over, he had over a hundred. There is questions years. though if he's going to go like he's been invited to Master Chef. Oh, yeah. And I, I hear Dax going to Master Chef Junior because that's where he can only <laughs> yeah. yeah. So all right, anyway, so. You know, Cook had over 100 total yards before the first half, or in the first half. It was the he's the first Bill since Lashawn McCoy in 2016 to have five consecutive games with over 100 scrimmage yards. So this guy, I mean, has just really put it together. Again, the Cook has found the kitchen. I was saying that last week. He's a Michelin star chef now. Um, yes, Tim. He's going to be in yeah. the Ratatouille sequel. We hear cooking up in the kitchen. So uh, this will be. I, I this is the beginning to a very dominant. James Cook career and like we're watching it blossom, uh, which is outstanding right now. Also, I mean, two two games in three weeks that he dropped a touchdown. Like, yeah, I mean, to nitpick, it's yes. not even it's not even like yeah. criticizing him really. It's more of like this dude's playing on such a high level that there's even it's scary to think that there's like another level for him to hit, right? For him to grow. And honestly, yeah. did it matter he dropped that touch? I mean, the Philly one, yeah, you can argue. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> this one, this no, one, what, you're like, yeah, a, they were already up thirty-three to three, like what, thirty-one to three. Why? I keep wanting to say thirty-three, thirty-one to three. And so, what does it matter at that point? You know, but whatever. I mean, it's just you know, it's it's whatever. That's that's how this one feels. But it, the other one was like, okay, that could have been a game changer. It is what it is. But yes. num- number four, please, sir, sire. Uh, Floyd hits the million-dollar jackpot. Mm-hmm. Um, ten ten sacks. It was first time. At, I now I got looked up in his career. I don't know if this is the first time in his career. I don't be wrong, but um, he had. I think he had multiple seasons in a row of nine sacks, and I think that's like a situation where like I'm trying to think in sports. What's well, a good example? Like Jack Hughes last year for the Devils. Yeah, scored ninety nine points. Oh, like <laughs> you got you you hit the peak, but you didn't go yeah, over the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah like. I I think that would like cr- that would like crush me. It's like oh my god, I was a point away from where like playing in your mind. He yeah. now has ten and a half sacks for for the boy, for for the lad Leonard. Um, hey, that man, his he did have ten and a half sacks once in his career before that, so he's now tied a career high in sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one more half sack, or I guess we want full sacks here. Uh, we're greedy. Uh, yeah, so that's, but he had. He's it's good to be greedy though in four, this situation. Yeah, four straight seasons with um, nine plus sacks now for for the young man. Um, I, everything that the Bills hold for and more, he now has thirty nine and a half sacks. And, in the last four seasons, so after mm-hmm. kind of having a not a great start to his career in Chicago, really kind of bounced back with the Rams, and now is having a good career with the Bills. And yeah, he's now thirty-one, so he kind of has you know maybe a little bit left where he can get another big contract. Hopefully now, because I hope that he stays in Buffalo. But uh, big game, big game for him and the whole D line, especially about Epinesa. Um, you know, Phillips gets a sack. 
And then he Gr- almost embraced his inner Epinesa too at that pick, but couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. has got to teach him a thing or two about you know tucking the football and catching yeah, maybe it, not but... hopping when it's at your chest and now it's in your belly. You know, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But... It, it, it overall though, you, that's a guy Leonard Floyd you brought in. Okay, our star pass rusher is out with an ACL tear, right? He who shall not be named. And you're thinking, okay, we've got to bring in a, a serviceable backup who we can keep on for the rest of the season when he's healthy. You know, and he, Leonard Floyd, like you said, he's had a great career so far, right? He's really picked it up not over nine sacks. This guy has been above and beyond what anyone expected him to really be doing here. He's been a dominant part in this defense. And as I said, pay that man his money. He's got to stick around here if, as much yeah. As as Absolutely. much as he can, stick around here because we'll see. Yeah, that's I mean, the cap hell is going to be interesting in the offseason. Worst we'll comes about the that. worst, we get a nice little comp pick for the boy, but yeah, um, yeah, he's having a great year and ten sacks is ten sacks. That's a that's a number that every D lineman wants to hit uh, going into the season. For him to hit that is incredibly impressive. But as you alluded to, kind of was a guy that we're like, okay, like when Vaughn comes back, he'll kind of be the number three. But um, even when Vaughn struggles, it's kind of. You know, it's kind of like, okay, like Vaughn's struggling, but we still have Leonard Floyd. We still have Groot, and now we have, you know, hopefully we get AJ back soon. But yeah, on to number five of the down five. Uh, must take care of business. <laughs> uh, listen, the next two weeks are, you know, not the most difficult games that you could imagine. Listen, listen we said going into at least the last three games, you know, Philly, Kansas City, Dallas, like you got to go two and one. And they took care of the home game. They took care of the business of the AFC game. So it couldn't have been a – I mean, obviously, you would have said what went 3-0. They really could have won 3-0. Mm-hmm. Um, but – I think they, that Philly game set them right, though, in yeah, a way. They you know took I mean? they took care of their business the last three games, the, the, the rough stretch. And now it's like, hey, like, you guys still need to – Go like, hot. Stay go hot. Stay hot. You know, do what you do best and beat up on yeah. bad teams. Don't play down to the beat opponent. Up. I just take care of business the next two weeks, and let's go into Miami and think, like, what do we need to do? Again, um, it's going to be a fascinating end of the season. Yeah. Um, but the Bills control – I mean, they don't control their destiny, quote-unquote, because if they win out, there's a one scenario, I think, where they get left out, but that's not going to happen. So, mm-hmm. listen, the Bills just got to be, be the Bills, but it's it's nice to see that they didn't rely on Josh Allen at all this game. Nope. Uh, the Titans didn't have a single catch. The wide receivers, only one wide receiver caught a ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stefan Diggs, uh, the other three receptions were to running backs. Uh, obviously, Allen's stat line's a little misleading because the sudden 15 really had, like, you know, Diggs had a catchable ball. Davis, Kincaid had a Davis couple. Davis could have made a – yeah, mm-hmm. Kincaid had one. Obviously, Cook dropped a touchdown. So, he probably could have easily went, like, 11 to 15 for whatever yards and two touchdowns. So, yeah. uh, But, again, they didn't need him to have that. Um, and also, you know, all the records he's breaking on the ground, I think it's his first career – uh, ten touchdown rushing season uh, for for young man. So, yeah. uh, congrats to him. And also, it stops the turnover streak, so we can stop you know stop talking about that crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here the thing is, it's just the fellas are rolling right now. And yes, the Chargers are in an interesting situation. They're without Herbert. Broke his index finger. That's a tough one to come back from. And you know, we'll talk about this more later in the week. It's just. It's really it's going to be interesting how that game's played, but they need they can't lose to the Patriots again. Like you already lost to them once this season, and it, they were the first team eliminated. Fine. So yeah, yeah, I, you can't be doing that again. And then I I still I'm I 
this week, while I'm working, I will go back and find the clip of you saying week 18 is going to be the week. The AFC East is going to come down to week 18. It's going to be flexed to prime time. Because it's still TBD, right, technically? Yeah. Yeah. We won't know until the end of the week 17 games. But uh, Alan, just before we head to the question of the day, Alan... Uh, on DraftKings, went from eighteen to one to fourteen to one to win the MVP. And uh, but, my cash out options for the Bills winning the AFC East continue to grow because it's becoming higher and higher but probabilities. Brock's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's like it's like sixty percent Dolphins, forty percent Bills. And, yeah, and then the Bills obviously have over a fifty percent chance now of making the playoffs. Um, I think it's fifty three percent. Yep, I'm not I, th- I believe so. I believe so, we'll so, so, something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's a it was a good week for the uh, not a great week for the out-of-town results, but out-of-town scoreboard, I should say, but the in-town scoreboard was nice to the Bills, and uh, yeah, looking forward to um, a clean, healthy week of practice, and then obviously they play Saturday, so it's kind of a weird kind of thing of college football, but mm-hmm. on to the next two, the question of the day. Oh, boy. Has Joe <laughs> Brady earned the offensive coordinator job in 2024? Um I think that's a resounding yes. I, I would say so. And I, yeah, the, the only thing they have to do is I, someone made a good point of it. They can't. Um, I believe there's rules where they can't take the interim tag off him without the Rooney rule, so they'd have to interview a minority. Um, so that's why we had gotcha. to wait for the offseason. So mm-hmm. again, it's kind of always how I thought is that I wouldn't be surprised if they interview a couple people just to say they interviewed a couple people, but also just to, I mean, just, I mean, they're going to interview a couple people just to say that they interviewed a couple people, but really it's Joe Brady's job. It's kind of like what happened with Ken Dorsey a little bit. Yeah, yeah. When it was his, I know that no, we're looking back on that might not have been the smartest idea, but. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> That's correct. But. Yeah. No, I, listen, I think that, like to you, is a resounding yes. In just a few games, he has proven, uh, I mean, like you said, they didn't rely on Josh Allen at all last night. Really, I mean, it was James Cook's night. The running backs are more involved than they've been in multiple seasons uh, in the passing and running game. Uh, it's it's just it seems the team morale has changed so much since this has been opened up with Joe Brady and yeah, and they also like to hire from within. Like that's kind of the whole thing with you know the Bills and the Sabers. So um, the I don't see why not. Like you said though, they'll probably interview a couple to satisfy the Rooney rule, but. I would say Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator. It's, a, it's also a situation where the Bills were gashing them on the ground, and even being an armchair offensive coordinator, like I was waiting for them to be okay. Here we go. We're going to do a play action. We're going to hit a freaking post to Gabe Davis streaking down the field. Never called it, and he didn't need to call it. It was it was just a situation of an offensive coordinator knowing, just spamming the same plays over and over and being like, asserted his dominance. Either you stop me, <laughs> uh, you got to stop me before I change. And so many times I feel like, especially being an armchair GM or like just regular uh, <laughs> offensive coordinator, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, or just regular offensive coordinator, it's kind of like, okay, they're doing, the, they're going to think we're going to do this and now we're going to switch it up, even though we're having so much success and get away from that. I think they did a really good job of, hey, like, yeah, we have Josh Allen, but like, we are just pounding these dudes' faces in the dirt. Like we're we're just gonna keep rolling until until we can't. Um, so I mean, just a master for day against. I mean, they were uh, the Cowboys' run defense was six and DVOA um, before the game, and now they're sixteenth. So that's the that's a dominating effort for for the lads. Yeah, that's that's. There's nothing more to say than absolutely just dominant. Like just went to town and got the job done. With guys down, too, like you said, Epinesa, this defense that's been called third string, practice squad, right? Strung together by duct tape in some some incidences. 
is out there proving week after week. Even when Dorsey was the offensive coordinator, minus the thirteen men on the or twelve men on the field, they've been proving that they can still hang around in games and keep these games close. So that tribute to McDermott as an a defensive coordinator and the de- defensive players next man up mentality. They've been, just been continuing to go, go, go. And now Joe Brady took that offense over, and the offense is go, go, go. So I, the whole team is go, 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 minus uh, special teams, I think. But Sam Martin, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But. Yeah, you want to be peaking at the right time, and it is, yeah. it is clear that the Bills are currently peaking right now at, in December, which obviously – but there's still room to grow. So there's, it's like kind of they're peaking, but there's like another, another stuff for them to hit. So uh, very exciting, and – um. Well, talk about the fun team. Now let's talk about yeah. Maybe the no, no, not not not, not maybe. Yeah. Oh, oh. Also, just quick, quick. Congrats to the Bandits for uh, yes having their banner. <laughs> We're just avoiding talking about the. Well, Sabres. they lost their first game, which was away, and then they won the second game. And they the did game. win against. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the, listen, they're one one. Whatever, it's nice for them. The ring looks cool. It does. The flag, the banners too um, went up. So. so credit to them and cool. I mean, just they're cool. I mean, thank you for being a sports team in Buffalo that actually brings home a championship. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. That 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 that's a little uh, wrap. Uh, you up got, you got any Bison's news that we could hit? No, no, I don't. I'm not, uh, I haven't heard nope. anything uh, from anybody, right. unfortunately. But um, okay. except the the rumors that you know the stadium could be turned into an MLB stadium and the yeah the thirty year the thirty year old rumors yeah, the all right year old all rumor, right we've avoided this enough um, only there's... good stat about this team we're going to talk about was in the intro that's all I'm saying yeah I know one of the I only know. good ones <laughs> I know at least we beat Jack um, yes but <laughs> gosh dang it here we go again yep uh, let's just roll into the I'm not even doing a pre- nope. we don't want to recap yeah the, well, all right consistently. Inconsistent. Mm-hmm. They are a consistent team. They are. They are consistently inconsistent. There's no other end. Like their longest winning streak of the season is two games. They are now like two nine, like two after a win or some ridiculous stat. Um, it's embarrassing. I gotta say, it's it's absolutely embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you are on a back to back. You're in Arizona. I know Arizona is an improved team. Like it's not. It's not. Arizona of years previous where they're just god awful and like they're gonna show your belly, but like you won five to two five days but ago. But like, come on, man, like what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. They start off games so poorly and it's just it's really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't even know I don't even know where to begin with this team. I just don't even know where to begin because the goaltending you thought you kinda of figured out UPL now he's sick, and now he's coming back, and he's kind of playing like crap. Yeah. I, listen, they didn't lose against Arizona because of UPL, other than that turnover was awful. But, like, mm-hmm. he's played bad since he's come back. Comrie, we all know, since he's come back from injury, has played awful. Levi, thank God for him. He's played well since coming back from Rochester. Yes. Now, now we're in, like, the boat of, like, okay, I guess it's Levi's not now. It's UPL lost it. And it's like, okay, thank you. I'm so happy I didn't sign the apology form a couple weeks ago. It's like, all right. Like everyone was sending out. Yeah, yeah it's, I like, mean, it's like, dude, what is the one thing this dude lacks? Consistency. Levi put the eagle hat on, and he's been a different guy ever since. That's all I'm saying. So so they're just, I mean, everyone's just so inconsistent. It's just it's just absolutely, it's just mind-boggling to me. I know they're a young team, and you can took some of it, but, I mean, for the fact that like their, their longest winning streak is two games. Is abs- we're, we're 32 games in the year. We're almost mm-hmm. halfway through. Like, yeah. It just, it's, it's so frustrating. But on to number two. Thank you. What what happened to this offense? I I don't understand. This is a top three offense in hockey, and now they're a bottom five. 
Yeah, it's just it's it's really pitiful at the end of the day. It truly is. Like I don't know when we went. Dom and I have been to games. We've been to the games with the producer and statistician Ginge as well. Um, it's just. I don't know. Like I've wanted to leave in the third period, and I I haven't in the past two seasons. As this team's built and built and built, you know, since uh, the soccer coach got on out of here, I feel like it's just been building up and getting better. But yikes! Like they went from being the most exciting off- offense to watch in in hockey to I mean, one of the I I don't even want to stay at the games and experience it. You know what I mean? Like I don't get it. I don't. I mean, Cousins has one goal in his last twelve games. Thompson yeah. has one goal in his last eleven. Those two have combined for 12 goals. I think during this point last year, it was like 27 goals or even more that they've combined for. So they're just not getting production really from those guys. Yeah. It's just, it's the offense is, I just feel like they focus so much on defense and, oh, we got to play this way for the playoffs. And it's just like their total offense is completely neutered. And it's like, what is, like they were one of the most dangerous teams. They were Maybe you could make a case for being the most dangerous team in hockey off the rush, and now they're one of the worst. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but, like, I, I hate when it's like, oh, like, you know, I'm not going to call out the person from the Buffalo News who said this, but it's like after oh. after the Vegas game, it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, see, it's on the players. Like, no, dude. Like, you, you we're going to, like, say it's not – like, everyone saying, oh, it's the effort of the players or whatever. That's just not true. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. That's such a um, – that is such a cop-out to be like the the players are not playing with effort. Dude, you could have said that about the Bills' offense for weeks. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, it, it, I'm sorry. Like, also, if they're not playing with effort, 32 games in the year, that also was on coaching. Like, yes, I'm sorry. This whole mess is a coaching issue. It is. They can't get the power play going. They're one of the worst teams in the entire league on the power play. It has cost them so many games because it's not like they have an elite penalty kill. So they're just getting killed on special teams. Yeah, their offense has been completely neutered, and these dudes just don't look like they're like they're having fun. Like. I'm sorry, but like, at the end of the day, it's it's this is a coaching issue. You know, he's not putting his best players in positions to succeed. His best players aren't playing well, and it's, it's thirty games in the year. That's the thing. I, you're and thirty he games keeps, in the year. He keeps going back to the same defensive pairs. Nope. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm Clearly sorry. not working. Clearly not Darlene working. Dalian Samuelson. Dalian is significantly better away from Samuelson, and Samuelson is even worse at away from Dalian. He's actually a little bit better. Like. Please stop playing those two guys together. Play Yogi Yo- Yo- actually had a good year. Play him with Darlene. Play Samuelson or Power. Or play Johnson Power. That was a nice little pair, too. But, yeah, they just, I mean, they just, the coach cannot get out of his own way. The defense of the coach is maddening to me. I mean, I don't know how you could defend them. I mean, no. this is supposed to be a team that we all expected to have this massive jump. And they've regressed. And a bunch of their core, core players have regressed. I know it's a little bit, some people are a little bit banged up and whatever, but... Their core players have regressed. I'm not saying this is a perfect roster, but they are underachieving in my mind. Like, oh, yeah, there's, they're, there's they're... a team at minimum, at minimum, at minimum should be an 85 point team, and they're yes. not. They're, they're on pace for far below that. I think they're on pace for like 75. Like, yeah. that, that, I'm sorry, not getting well, to the playoffs. We could that. debate the roster all we want about how oh they added Clifton and all that. I'm sorry, but the co- they're still massively underachieving. Uh, with all that being said. So. I mean, you're looking, basically, when you look at the Sabres logo, it should just say insanity on it because this team is the definition of insanity with their with their coaching. You're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's ridiculous. It, it just does not, it does not resonate it's, with it's anybody sh- It's here. really shameful for the fans that yeah. we're going through all of this, and they won't fire, I mean, they won't fire him this, this, not, I, in not this, during, this during the season. I, yeah. We're going to get Matt Ellis. Right. Matt, Matt Ellis is going to help the squad. Yeah, him and his 32nd ring power play. Um. 
just it's just ridiculous. But uh, on number three, thank yeah. you. Yeah, they've already tried the reverse Ted Lasso, bringing in yeah. a soccer coach. So yeah, no. yeah, can't do that one. No, that, that one's off the off the board. Um, yeah. Oi, Benson. Um, <laughs> as anyone who know, might be a regular show fan, uh, I've ever seen it. Yeah, I'd look up some clips. Uh, Benson, Zach Benson, uh, now ten points in twenty two games, scored his fourth goal of the year. Uh, made another big time play to Alex Took uh, for basically the, the dagger. Yeah. In in Vegas, um, yeah, just, wearing... I, just love, I love the image. Can you pop, put that back up, actually, producer? Yeah. Basically, in Jack just Eichel's what face, an, what an image! Yeah, wearing the number nine sweater Eichel used to wear and just spitting in his face. Oi, Benson. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Lily probably one of the few bright spots is is Benson, Ryan Johnson, and. I guess now Levi, you could say, is a bright spot because how he's played. So, so all the young guys. <laughs> That's basically yeah. it. <laughs> um, and also, I guess the Eric Robinson trade because that guy hasn't been got off. Actually, guys, that dude actually helped a little bit. He's been decent. Yeah. So, yeah. But focusing a little bit more on Benson, um, just plays an adult game as an 18-year-old. Um, mm-hmm. Thank God he's five foot eight or five foot nine because if not, he probably would have went top five. So, um, listen, I gave Adams a lot of crap, and rightfully so, but hitting on that pick and then – um, keeping him instead of you yeah. know not sending him back down to juniors after his nine games, not sending him to the World Juniors, even though Canada's begging for him to join the squad. Yes, they um, are. <laughs> is really impressive, and it's more of a situation. This guy he does all the little things well. It's just he's the one thing. One of the things for him to improve on is just like the penalties. Like yeah. he just does a lot of like. He's a physical player. A lot of stick and fraction penalties yes. that like you could mm-hmm. work on, but he's so good defensively, and the points you know are coming. So. Um, yeah, really, really, really proud, proud of the lad. But yeah, I mean, that's one thing to be proud of. And it's one of few things to be proud of. I feel like yeah. at this point is yep. a Sabres fan, you know, yep. so Unfortunately, this, this is why people just don't watch the Sabres. That's all I'm saying right now. Like this is why people just turn off the TV or don't go to the, it's why the 50, 50 only gets to eight grand because no one's there, you know? So it's just like, yeah, I mean, they want us to, again, sar- sarcastically cheer boys. Sarcastically, sarcastically cheer. Uh, yeah. But on to the question of the day for the Buffalo Sabers. Here we go. Is uh, I I I kind of jumped the gun a little bit on this one. Is Don Grano the head coach in twenty twenty? No, Willie. Yes, I I mean I just like I think this is a little this is shades of McDermott. Except this guy, I don't understand this. this McDermott is, at least made it to the. This playoffs. is shades of McDermott, mm-hmm. like conversation from a couple weeks ago of like I just don't think they're gonna do it. But like, what has this dude done? Like I'm sorry, like. He seems like a nice dude, good head coach. Good, I'm sorry, he's good. got he's got the good culture going with developing the players. Congrats right? for putting the culture together. Yes. Good head, mm-hmm. good assistant head coach, good coach for the time. But I'm sorry, but like as my dad would say, like this is not the dude for the next step. He's no. not. He's just not. He's not a good enough tactician to get the best out of his players. Game and time not, decisions are interesting, and as he's well. not getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just not getting the best out of his players. Yeah. Um, and it's as simple as that. And I'm sorry, but we're not in the like we're not. I'm not in the mood to like babysit and be like, oh, you know, he's done so. Like, congrats, dude! You had a 90 plus point season. You missed the playoffs by one point. You were like underachieving massively this year. Like, I'm, You're I'm sorry. To piggyback off but of can that. we get a guy? Can we get a guy in the room that's going to play his best players, put them in positions to succeed? I'm sorry. I don't need. A, I don't think they. I don't think they need a. Um, a player's coach. Like, I, I, I mean, everyone needs a player's coach, but, like, this dude just seems like he's an ultimate player's guy. And mm-hmm. eventually you need a guy that's going to be maybe a little bit of a player's coach, sure, but a guy that's actually going to need give a you bit of both. some tactician, tactician advantage, you know, yeah. like Lindy. But. Think, you think uh, 
Mr. Ray's Saberhood. You think he'll uh who? Rob Ray. You know how he does the the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood stuff. Oh, imagine he would just have everyone Dude, get just in get, fights. Uh, if he I took just, over. I just, <laughs> I, I just believe that for this team to get where they need to go, it's not going to be with Don Granado no. controlling. You know, being ratatouille with the Rat Man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a he's, Marian, he's a puppeteer. Listen, listen mm-hmm. what what they really need to do is they need to get James Cook in there because he'll cook it up a nice little soup. Currently, Don Granado is burning the soup. Yeah. He, he, no, you know what? I'm sorry. Donnie Meatballs. Is Don, the no, worst Donnie. Meatball Donnie currently has. Dur- Donnie currently has like it's like that situation where it's like he doesn't have great products. Like he didn't have. He doesn't have great you know ingredients, but he has solid ingredients. He does, and he's turning solid he, ingredients. He the chef he's turn. turning, but 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 he's turning solid ingredients into dog shit. Yes, yes, yes. Like the GM, didn't give him great ingredients to play with. He gave him solid ingredients. And you know what, what's great too? He also has a couple of, but he, with his solid greens, he also has a couple elite greens. You know, he, does. he has he has Tate Thompson. You know, he has Alex, like, you know, some elite greens. You got the elite but, ingredients but, but you know, and the spices but, to but, you know, you know, He's making those elite ingredients mid. Mm-hmm. He's burning and it. the solid ingredients. Yeah, he's he's burning the elite ingredients and just feeding you a pile of dog. You know how like the best steaks are like medium well, no, not medium well, medium rare, medium well in that area. You got a little bit of pink in the middle. It's tender, juicy. This is a well done steak. That's just medium rare. That's like two. That's like two different sides, dude. Medium well, medium rare, medium like in there. Like that's kind of where I like my steak. You know what I mean? A medium rare is significantly better than medium well. Well, but... yeah, yeah. I was just saying. I was giving the spectrum for the listeners out there, right? You want it in there. You don't want it either raw or well. Like even though I know people who eat their steaks well done, it's just interesting to me. But um, you don't want that, and that's what you're getting. You're just getting a charred steak with Don Granado. You're not getting. The potatoes, the rosemary, the little chives on top of the steak. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting any of the. There's no plating. Gordon Ramsay would be disgusted. No, but he's also forgetting the potatoes. It's like I ordered potatoes. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I didn't know we could change the power play. Like yeah, that's right, my yeah. bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, you're like, right. It's just wait, it's, wait, wait. So what you're saying is there's no NHL rule saying that we have to have three goalies. So I could talk to my GM about like not having three goalies. I'm just kind of like. So what you're so what you're saying is. The offense doesn't have to play down to the defense. So what you're saying is Matt Ellis, we could fire him and, like, we could improve? Okay, uh, wait. Can I add a tag on question of the day? Sure. Okay. Is Ratatouille Elite? Yes. Yes. That one of the best. <laughs> one of the best. Cars and Ratatouille, my two favorite Pixar movies. Might be a hot take on Cars, but I Isn't don't know. Isn't Toy Story a... Pixar? Toy Story. Oh, yeah. I got to throw Toy Story yeah, in there, come too. Come on, now. Uh, yeah. So Toy Story, Ratatouille, Cars. Mo- oh, my God. They're all good. Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. Monsters University. We can't talk about this. We're going to go off yeah, on a tangent. Yeah. But... Um, oh, lost my train of thought. Second question of the day. Here we go. Tag on. When Don Granado leaves, does Kevin Adams stay? Because people are oh, kind that's of a good question. split on that. You know yes. what I mean? So yes. you think he stays? I think he stays. I think what the Sabres should do, if I was Terry, you know, I, I did meet Terry in an elevator, so I should have given him my thoughts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Kevin Adams at the yeah. Thomas Rett's concert. So Thomas yeah, you Rett should concert, give him. So. <laughs> if I was if I was looking at the Sabres organization and saying what needs to change within the organization, I would say they should promote Adams to president of hockey ops, hire either keep Carmanos as the GM or or hire someone above Adams as the the pres I don't know how that would work. That'd be kinda of weird. Yeah. Like kind of what um this, the Flyers have Keith Jones, I think his name is, as the president with Danny Beer as a GM. I think they need a president of hockey, hockey ops. It could be Kevin Adams. It could be someone outside the organization. Could promote and, him, yeah. And I think they need a fire. Uh, 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 I think, to answer your question, Don goes, Adams stays. Because I think Adams has done enough 
where, okay, he's rebuilt the roster. He's re- rebuilt the cupboards. Do I think now he needs to learn the next step? Yes. Do I think he could take the next step? Sure. I'm conf- I'm confident right now that Kevin Adams. Now, if, if he go another offseason and it doesn't, he doesn't do anything, then I'm not. But mm-hmm. I think he he kind of gets a uh, he has like a year long leash. Like I don't think this year doesn't define like th- this year. I think makes his seat hot. Like yeah, yeah. but I think this seat hot. The, his cheeks may be getting a little warm. Uh, Don Granado's, you know, he'll st- that was like the McDermott analogy. He'll, he'll, the flame was lit, but he'll stand. But up. Don Granado will stand up, and you'll just see his bare cheeks because the pants is like completely burned. He's got assless chaps yeah. on at that point. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think Don's out. You know, at the, at the, this season goes the way that it's going. I think Don should be out. I think Adams kind of gets one more kind of go around of like, hey, you got to improve the roster, and maybe we'll add some a hockey ops, and you get to hire an actual coach outside the organization because he hasn't done that. Yeah, um, he only. I mean, he was, Don Ground was on Ralph Kruger's staff, so maybe that's a thing for Adams to kind of like convince Terry to keep his job. But uh, to answer your question, I think Adams stays. Granado would be out in that scenario. No, I'd agree. I, I would say Adams sticks around, and um, he's he's done a decent job. He could have done more this past offseason Absolutely. for sure, like getting a goalie or things along those lines. But I mean, the the keys are in place right now because of him in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. keeping Benson, sure. like you said, great move, like things along those lines. Like he's, he's, he's shown, dra- he's drafted. Well, yes, he's shown he deserves to stick around at least for a couple more seasons. And if things really go out of control, then you move on. But if he gets another head coach or you promote him to hockey operations, president, you know, yeah, like that absolutely. You, you keep him around a yep. culture guy for sure. Kevin Adams. So, so beat the Sabres in the Stanley again, Cup, by the way, too. So. Yeah. So with, with, with the Sabres, they playing uh, home against Columbus, Tomorrow, home against Toronto on Thursday, and then Saturday at seven thirty against the Rangers. I gotta tell you, they gotta move that game. I know it's in the Rangers, but no one's watching that game with the the Bills no, being the Bills on at the exact man. same time. Yeah. No one's watching that game. Sorry, um, tell the listeners out there, I will not be. I'm watching I highlights. Who makes the schedules? Like you don't. I mean, I get it. It's not here, so that might be why they did. That, I don't know, but. but yeah, TV ratings are gonna be low for but, whatever station that's on. Yeah, and I, you know what? I I think I'm gonna restrain from doing a player of the week because I I, I, f- I feel like every time I do it, uh, my player, player sucks. Yeah. and um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just say my player of the week will be the, the squad. I think they get their first three game winning streak of the year. I think I think they go three zero. I know we haven't really been predicting these. I didn't want to stop doing. I know we want to stop doing that because it's just kind of cliche because we're not we're gonna like go. But we're not. Yeah, we have. But I, I, th- I think hopefully they listen to this podcast. Gives them a nice kick in the rear. Uh, Levi starts the three games, gets the three dubs, and we'll burn it onto a CD and put it. It, in it would be a merry it would be a merry Christmas for all. But I'm kind of with you on that. I I really I'm I'm gonna piggyback on you for the vibes. Get the squad their first three game win streak. We'll double down on it this week to really get it out there and going because, I mean, our players of the week normally just fall on their face when we say it. So yeah, gonna, we, it's like a jinx. Yeah, but. we're not gonna do that this week. We're gonna see if it makes a difference. Like the Buffalo Pepsi Christmas man. cheers, Christmas cheers. You yeah, know? Christmas cheers. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I, I, before we end the pod, I just want to say, um, good game to the producer Mooch. Uh, fantasy. I did take the dub. Uh, my team kind of crapped the bet on Sunday. Um, was projected to score 151 points going to Sunday. Only popped to 116 because I had my boy Dak. Yeah. Uh, but he kind of got some garbage time. Nice seven point dub heading on. So off to the finals of 120, 120 bucks on the line for your boy. So uh, then in our league, uh, I had a buy. So I'm not talking yeah. about. Yeah. I did. I did pop the highest score of the week. On he actually bye. won in the bye week matchup yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. He, he advances to the next round. So um, yeah, I mean. I, I think I lost the consolation game in the uh, 
the punishment league. I'm 11 and three on the buy in one league right now, so we're hoping that continues into the playoffs. I got Allen Pollard. Luckily, I didn't have to play them this week I because know. yeah, th- that ended up working out pretty well on the buy. So we're gonna see what happens. I had Keenan Allen. I gotta uh, I gotta figure that out. So we'll see what happens. But afraid of the heel gods that he plays. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We shall see. Even though the quarterback won't be Herbert. We'll hey, maybe we should talk goes. to Achilles. What? You should talk to Achilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I should. I go to UBMD to get mine checked out on the 16th of January. So I'll appear for, I'll appeal for Keenan Allen and myself. So we'll double down on that. But without further ado, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. I was joined by Dom Loss. And thank you to our producer, Mooch, for everything you do before, during, and after the show. Much appreciated. Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, B. Go Bills, Sabres. Please do something. <laughs>